Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Blog Talk Radio. This is Tracy Brown coming to you today June uh, in 7, 2014. And I think today is Gay Pride Weekend. I think it started last night and then whole big celebration going on today, and then the parade is tomorrow, so I've got some partying to do because I know who gave, <laughs> and, and the gave love me. <laughs> So, uh, I've got some parties to do. Sorry, I'm kind of whispering because I'm in a bad place right now. I, uh, I should be in the privacy of my room, but I just got here because I don't have a car. And I took, of course, everyone knows I go to see my grandbaby brother, who's getting so cute. I'll post a picture of my grandbaby with his grandmommy. Um, later on today with his other grandmommy, um, Dory, and the other mommy. I think she's called grandmommy. Who knows? But I took a picture of them two today. So cute. You gotta love this baby. And uh, in any case, peeling myself away from my grandbaby. And so I tend to run a little bit late. And, uh, I was walking, and I didn't want to start the show while I was walking, so I figured, listen, we walk faster and try and start the show whenever. Oh, I'm not on my dashboard yet. Let me look at the dashboard. Wait, well, I'm not connected. Oh, so Um, In any case, here I am. Today, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, I just wanted to remind you guys of the third idea that I do with my uh, co-psychic cohort. I'm going to call him a cohort. Cohort, um, Sean. And uh, this week we did J Lo. Um, I don't know if you guys like the video because you haven't seen it yet. Go on to my Twitter account and go on to my, uh, hold on a second. Go on to my Twitter account and go on to my, um, or Facebook account. And my Twitter is at Pop Culture Psychic. And my, hold on a second. And my YouTube, just Google Pop Culture Psychic and it will show up. So. One of my other coworkers aren't here today, so I wonder if he's a gay pride. Maybe he's a gay pride. <laughs> I've worked with a lot of gays, so there may not be anybody here today. I work with a lot of gays and lesbians. There was a girl that came in here um, maybe three, two months ago, and she was like beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And because I work in a gay lesbian community, I work in a gay lesbian community, I was like, 
I'm not a lesbian, but you are beautiful. And uh, I think she took it as a compliment. I don't think she took it derogatory. Maybe I could have just said she was beautiful, but because I work in a gay lesbian community, I kind of added, <laughs> I'm not a lesbian, but in any case, to get started, we are starting off, by the way, we are starting off with Malcolm, the ordinary sports political guy. So, hey, Malcolm, you're on the line. Hey, Tracy, how are you doing today? Not bad, Malcolm. How are you? Just fabulous. So, Malcolm, stay right there because I'm going to change my earpiece out because I want to see if I hear you better. Okay. Malcolm, can you hear me? I hear you just fine. Oh, good, because this earpiece is much better. You know what I did? Okay, hold on. Don't leave me. You know what I did? I buy these headphones. Um, they're Sony headphones with the mic attached, right? And right. it it broke the other day, so couldn't get around to Target, which is where I normally buy this mic piece from. And I went to Walmart, and I brought Sony, and it broke. So I brought it back to a different Walmart in Crenshaw. The first one was in Pacoima, and the other one was in Crenshaw. And if anybody doesn't know California, these are locations, different Walmart locations, Pacoima, um, Crenshaw. So I went back to Crenshaw. And then while I was at the Crenshaw one, there was a $5, like iFrog, which I knew right away that that would be a problem. Mice for five ninety eight on sale because I'm kind of cheap, guys. I'm really, really cheap, and I'm proud of it. But in any case, last week, Malcolm, you were so muffled to me. You were muffled to me. But when I listened back to the show, you were clear. So I at first thought it was your mic. But you were absolutely clear, and so was I, by the way, once I listened back to it. However, just now, I happened to notice, I had the same, and I was like, okay, let me bring another earpiece, blah, 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 blah. In any case, now I can hear you. How are you doing? I'm fine. You know what they say, you get what you pay for, right? That's exactly my point. That's why I brought up the prices. You don't get what you pay for. Damn it. <laughs> So, what's the topic for today? I know you kind of, are you not talking about sports today? I get a little confused because. Well, sports is always going on. Oh, could it be? Huh? I said, there's always something going on in sports. not a whole lot of um, controversial stuff going on. Just, you know, you got the, the NHL. Stanley Cup playoffs, you got the NBA playoffs, uh, finals. You know, those are a couple of things that are going on. Major League well, Baseball. You know, Chow, there's a little bit of, uh, I guess, a competitional offering between the mayors in New York City, which I don't know that mayor's name, but he seems like a nice guy, um, and our mayor, Rick Garcetti, and 
New York City's mayor is offering up some, I think, some great items and, you know, some food products, like four or five different items. And Rick Garcetti is offering up, you know, a book about California and some brown rice cakes or something. It's, like, ridiculous. I'm so ashamed. Okay. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. <laughs> I'm ashamed. But, but I'm also very proud because I am a native New Yorker, so I don't well, know which side they belong on. So I'll take it to rooting for the New York Rangers then, huh? I don't like hockey, so I don't care. Oh, don't, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. I didn't like the Rangers when I was in New York. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's, it's an exciting series. That that, I don't care. What's mm-hmm. that? I say it's you say it's just something you don't. I'm sorry, I'm talking over you. Say that again. No, you said there's something you don't get, and it's the only sport that. What is it? The only sport that you don't like. I don't understand it. So I've never said I don't like hockey. I don't get it, and I don't like the loss of teeth either. I don't understand a sport where. It's so easy to lose your teeth. Well, I mean, uh, you know, now, mind you, the players nowadays, they, they wear um, face guards. That, I'm sure they do, it doesn't prevent the loss of teeth because most of the players are oh. wearing little glass shields that come down like halfway through their, the bridge of their nose. So oh. they're not totally protected, but they're more protected than they were in the past because in the past they just had these faceless, helmets and they just oh. would run around and then you know but part of the problem with losing teeth is that they like to fight yes it's one of the only in sports the that they allow the, the, the participants to fight outside of boxing mm-hmm. they will punch the referees no I, no they will not the, the referees are off limits <laughs> I don't know each other. I'm pretty confident I saw a referee get punched well it, it I mean, it's possible. You know, anything can happen by accident. Keep that in mind. Mm. It's an accident. We didn't mean to punch the ref. He just got in the way. Because they're, they're usually, what happens is they allow players to face off. And, you know, and, and so, you mean, remember, they're on ice and they're on skates. So, you know, your balance isn't that great to begin with. So they allow two players to square off and yeah. let them punch until one has an advantage and then they'll pull them apart. And then they'll put whoever they need to put into the penalty box. They might put both players in the penalty box. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, hockey is kind of like what they call organized mayhem. You know, it, it's constantly going. Mm-hmm. If you've ever watched a, a, a hockey uh, match, it's just, it's just they're going. And mm-hmm. the puck is always moving. And, you know, they're on ice, so it's a little slippery. The puck's going. 100 miles an hour, and these guys have sticks in order to control this stuff. And it, it's yeah. it's a crazy sport to watch. It's very it's actually very entertaining. No, no. I don't find it entertaining. It actually makes my nerves bad. It makes your nerves bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry to laugh, but I mean, it is it's actually... It's too violent. Too violent. 
Well, it was very violent. I mean, but, you know, they don't fight in every hockey match. I've, I've been to a couple of games down at the uh, Staples Center, and in the, the one, and I actually went to one at the, uh, the Pond and saw the Ducks. And in none of the, the, the games I saw did a fight break out. But fights do break out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's just a. So, you should give it a chance. What'd you say? Says you should give it a chance. Give wait seriously, hockey. You really want me to like give hockey a chance? There's no well, purpose. Okay. There's no purpose. It's going to be a win-win for game. me. But for me to watch it, there's no purpose. Okay. It's well, got to be a win-win. Like, I have to enjoy it. Like, I, I like wrestling. Like, um, the sport of wrestling, like Olympics wrestling, love that. I love boxing. You know how much I love baseball. Baseball is passionate for me. Um, okay. But did I ever tell you baseball is passionate because my uh, dad was in the ne- Negro League? Yeah, you mentioned that to me. Yeah, so I grew up with, you know, loving baseball. I do like basketball. Ironically, it's not my favorite, but if I, I can sit through a game and enjoy it. Football. That takes a little bit extra because I don't understand all the numbers that are required in, in football, but I like the uh, uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> like the uniforms? I love the uniforms. Okay. Oh, any particular uniform? <laughs> um, the Giants, in particular, have nice colors. Why did I know that? The name is about the plainest uniform in the league. So, you know, the Giants, the Bears, very plain. Uh-huh. But, I mean, but they're, they're, they're the old school team. So, I mean, you accept, it, yeah. you accept them. I wouldn't want to see them looking any different because those are the teams that, you know, those, they go back a long way. And, you know, their uniforms pretty much have stayed the same. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. You know, they're not yeah. like one of the new teams that have come into the league. Because even a team like the Rams have changed up their look a bit. It's the same look, yeah. but it's, it's a little different. Whereas the Giants, the Giants pretty much look the same as they always have. Yes, absolutely. But they have nice colors. And, um, of course, salad is another favorite of mine. Well, good to hear, I guess. Everybody but again, one. did you hear me? Yeah, no, it dropped off. You said, but again, and then I got nothing. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, but again, because of the uniforms. Oh, um, uniforms. Okay, well, I mean, I guess everybody's got to like something, right? Mm-hmm. So, what's on your mind to talk about today? I'm kind of leaving it up to you, and I know you kind of had me off to something, but where's your direction? Well, uh, you know, there's a lot of things. You know, I actually just read that Tracy Morgan was critically injured in a car crash last night. Yeah. Which is too yeah. bad. I mean, he wasn't even driving. He was just, 
you know, one of those bad He wasn't things. driving. He was in one of those limo buses. Yeah. Those yeah. long bands, those long bands. Um, I have a little, he's in critical condition right now. And I don't know if you know it, but he's also a kidney transplant survivor. Yes, I do know that. So this is, like, not good on so many different parts. Well, no, I would agree it's, it's too bad for him because he's, um, I don't know, I, I don't know the gentleman, but you hate to hear anybody getting, you know, injured like that, especially when it's not even their fault. They just, you know, he's just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. And the group that he was with, by the way, um, someone did pass, you know, Right. Yeah, I heard it this morning, and I'm real sensitive. I don't know if anybody knows this, but um, because of the work that I do, I'm extra, extra sensitive. And so when I hear stuff like this, it actually makes me shut down. Like, I get kind of quiet. I get kind of non-responsive. So my heart does go out to him, though. Okay. Well, on another note, uh, one of the things I had sent you was the thing about the gun rights people going to all the businesses, especially in Texas. I don't yeah. know if you've heard that. Yeah. You know, they have this idea of open carry laws to where they feel that they should walk into Target with an AK-47 strapped to their back. Wait. The problem with you... that is... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that it's allowed to just walk in with a rifle attached to your back? They can't do anything? Well, well, what's happening is that the various companies, you know, they, they mentioned like Chipotle's and, and some of the other fast food establishments are, are now putting signs on their door saying, you know, you're not welcome to come in here with a gun. You can't come into Applebee's with your gun. Oh, my God, Malcolm. You know, I actually thought that you were going to refer to an incident that happened in Target where somebody left a gun in the toy aisle, like a real gun in the toy aisle. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that one as well. Um, but I that's didn't a little understand. Different. Yeah, I didn't understand what you're talking about right now, but what you're saying is that what state is this that people are allowed to walk around with their guns as if we we're in a, a war zone, basically, is what you're telling me. To get to walk well, you know, like you have certain elements of the NRA that you know are, you know, and they have they 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 fall on their Second Amendment rights. So they're saying we have the right to bear arms. Truth of the matter is that is not exactly what the Second Amendment says. If anybody bothers to read it, but um, that's well, the argument for the Well, what is it? That is not what the Second Amendment says. What does it, it say? The Second Amendment says we have a right to bear arms, uh, and it talks about a well-armed militia. You know, as a well-armed militia, you have the right to bear arms and, and, and protection of your your rights, right? The problem is um, a well-armed militia, to me, means the Army or a police force or something along those lines. It doesn't mean actual citizens. And... Oh, of course, you know that the Constitution was written in the late 1700s, so 
Their idea of a need for guns for a well-armed militia was based on the fact that, you know, we were, you know, trying to break away from uh, England at the time, and, and we're trying to figure out a way to where everybody should be able to arm, be well-armed enough to where we could fight this war that we need to fight. And, you know, and keep in mind back then, there were a lot of different things going on where you might have needed a gun. Mm. Not that I'm against guns, but I mean, everybody has a right to have a gun. I just don't think you need to walk in the target with an AK-47 strapped to your back. It's scary to the average person. Right. Because if I go on a target and I see a guy with AK-47, I'm going to leave target because I'm nervous. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know if the person with AK-47 on his back is crazy or not. And of course, since I don't have my AK-47 strapped to my back, now I'm uncomfortable. So. Yeah. See, I would just think that if we have this continuous type of behavior where you think you're allowed to just carry um, a weapon in the open, like on any given day, Malcolm, you could be at Starbucks and the clerk behind the counter could give you a little bit of an attitude. Do you know what I mean? And you could, if the person may not normally snatch, if they didn't have the weapon on them, but if you had the weapon, it would just—I would just be curious as to how many people would like let their anger go from zero to sixty and then take out the weapon. And that I is think a potential, potential problem. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, that's that's potentially a problem. Which one of the reasons I'm not a big pro-gun advocate. I mean, I I, I think you, you have the right to have a weapon, but Mm-hmm. If, if the problem with weapons is it, it makes it easier. It's easy to pull a trigger. And if mm-hmm. guns were completely disallowed, you know, most people don't mm-hmm. have the heart to go to the next person and either fight them or stab them or do something that, that actually requires them to come close. A gun is easy because it's from a distance. And yes. it's very impersonal. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, you've had this conversation before about guns and knives, by the way, and how guns are impersonal and knives aren't. And it kind of brings me back to that uh, that kid in Santa Barbara that took out some students, right, with the gun. He did it with the gun. Yeah, he, he also stabbed them. his roommates, too. So he was actually really crazy. Oh, that's my question. I'm like, you're the one that said... The stab takes so like takes a bigger effort, and weren't there like two other or three other kids in his dormitory? Yes, and, there were. And then stabbing is—I would think that stabbing is a different act. Like that's an, what he did was crazy. Don't get me wrong, but I think stabbing his roommate was um, more direct anger at the roommate because he could have just shot them too. Well, apparently he could have, and um, yeah, I mean, but it's a you know, knife play is a very, very personal type of thing. You have to be, you have to be a little hard to do that one. And everybody, you know, whereas I would say there's a percentage of the population that could shoot somebody. The percentage of people who could go up to, to another human being and knife them to death is really, really small because it takes a lot of heart to do it. And it's just not something everybody would could stomach. 
Yeah. Not that killing anybody with a gun is something you can stomach either, but it's just it's easier because pulling the trigger, like I say, is very impersonal. Pop, 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 pop. You don't even know you're doing it sometimes. Yes, it just becomes automatic. It becomes second nature in terms of like wielding a gun and letting loose, and even if it's crazy. But stabbing is more personal to me. So. Very, very. You have to get close to that next person, I and mean, you have to be willing to stick a knife into them, and it's and mm. and deal with all the blood that comes out of that person when you do that. It's a lot oh. of blood. Oh, gross. Mm. So gross. Yeah. yeah, it is gross, but it's <laughs> my theory on it. So gross. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, not to so, the, uh, no, go ahead. What are you going to say? No, I was going to say, you know, on to another note, you know, you, there was this yeah. problem or not problem. We had a, a, a soldier that was, we traded some combatants for. We traded people who were locked up in Guantanamo Bay for a U.S. soldier that had been captured by the Taliban and been held for five years. Okay. I'm so mad at you. About what? Because I wasn't sure what you were going to talk about, and so I didn't do my research. And I started to okay. do my research anyway. No, it's okay. You can educate me too then. I know a little bit from the getting dressed in the morning and watching a little bit of the you know, local television studios. So let's start over again. There was this guy in Afghanistan that was a part of a unit. And from what I understand, yes. he walked away. What do you know? Well, I mean, you have some of his fellow soldiers not really happy because mm-hmm. they say, you know, he walked away. And, and when I was in the military, we had one of our guys walk away from our unit. So, I mean, usually mm. the other people in the unit aren't real thrilled with that person when they do that. Okay. Okay. So hold back. So let's go back to your personal experience. You were in a Coast Guard. Yes, I was in the Coast Guard. And somebody from the Coast Guard walked away? Uh, yeah, we had a guy... Um, we were on, you know, I don't want to use the word mission. We were out doing our work because I was on a, a, a buoy tender. And a buoy tender, you know, the, the, have you ever been to the ocean? They have these things floating around the water, you know, the plane, plane. You've seen commercials and movies, and they have lights and bells on them. And they actually have reflective tiles on them to allow ships. They, they, they aid in navigation for ships. They're either mm-hmm, marking mm-hmm. an area that's unsafe for the ship to go or they mark, you know, lanes of the channel. I've seen them. So I just didn't know what they were for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our job was to fix these things, right? Mm-hmm. And we were out in um, West Louisiana, East Texas, you know, in the, the Gulf of Mexico, which mm-hmm. was kind of far from where we were based. And mm-hmm. the weather was completely horrible. I mean, I, it, it was actually one of the more memorable things in my life because I was on the bow of the ship with waves crashing over my head. It felt like a movie, but it wasn't. So we okay. ended up pulling into this, this small Louisiana port in the middle of nowhere. I can't even remember the name of the place. And oh. we had this guy on the ship, and 
he decided that was a good place to jump off and run away because he was already kind of in trouble for some other things. So he ran away from the middle of nowhere. Hello? You laughing? <laughs> the vision inside my head when he got a chance to run, yes. He was in a car. He was in a courtyard, for Christ's sake. He was. <laughs> yes, he How was. bad was it? How bad was it? Because I would think, okay, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think being in the Coast Guard and the Navy, between the two, it's pretty good um, service industry. It's not a bad way to be in the military, no, it's not. I mean, in, in comparison right. to what you could be in. I mean, you could be a Marine right. and you could be, you know, the Army. Being the shot Marine. at on a regular basis. So, yeah, no, the, the, the Coast Guard's not that bad. Right, right. So, <laughs> so when you said he ran, I had, I put the vision in my head. Okay, so he ran, and then what happened? Did he ever get caught or? Oh, he got caught. You know, the problem with uh, military desertions is that, you know, I'd probably say 95% of the time, you get caught pretty quickly. Really? I mean, because really, I mean, where really are you going to go? Now, I'm sure there's cases where people stay away for a long period of time, but really, where are you going to go? And and you're going to get found, and it's probably better to stay, I would think. You know, but mm-hmm. far be it from me. I'm not one of you. I had a friend of mine that, that actually went AWOL for a little bit and came back, and they put him in the brig for 30 days, and it really messed up his mind. I mean, because the brig is jail. So okay. you don't you don't want to, I, you know, I don't know, I've never really been to jail, so it just no. doesn't look like <laughs> a place to be. So, is it worse I, I than really our jail? Like, are they not feeding them? Like, how bad is the brig? Well, the description that my friend gave me was that they didn't really let you sleep, and they forced you to. They forced him to sit at a table, and if he started nodding off, they would just poke him with sticks. <laughs> so I don't know how true that is. Oh, wow! It, it sounds a little crazy. Malcolm, but we did hear yes. some crazy stories out of Guantanamo Bay. Well, so. now Guantanamo Bay. So let's be real. Guantanamo Bay is not a brig. Guantanamo Bay is a place where that the U.S. uses to house enemy combatants. That's jail on a, a worse level than jail in the United States. It's a, it's a bad place to be. Okay. So that, Guantanamo Bay is, is you know, it's kind of hell on earth. You don't want to go there. But what I was I saying would think, is that we heard stories coming out of Guantanamo Bay of you know, some abuses that our torture that our um, soldiers put on the prisoners. So it wouldn't surprise me if there was going on in the bricks as well, maybe not to the same extreme. No, 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 no. But You're not going to get tort- damaging. Yeah, they mess with you. But I think, you know, any prison you're going to it's going to be unpleasant. It's just my belief. Okay. Now, that's fair. A, mm-hmm. a military brig is, is, you know, people in the, in the United States, we have certain rights. And even though you're convicted of crime, you still have a certain level of rights. It's different when you're in the military. You know, 
a lot of your rights kind of disappear. Even, you know, the yes. trials that they have are different. So yes, I understand that. You lose a lot of your rights going through that system. And uh, my suggestion the most is try not to mess up. <laughs> Do the right thing. Do not get caught up in that system. You will not, it will not go well for you. So getting back well, to how the whole thing to, began. To yeah, Bo Bergdahl is the name of this soldier who was um, mm-hmm. captured by the Taliban. Now, you know, you can make the argument that he walked away from his unit. I mean, I actually heard that he was, he was smoking hash and he walked away from his unit and just like, you know, because you have to think about this. I mean, he was in Afghanistan. So as a U.S. soldier, walking the streets of Afghanistan is probably a pretty dangerous thing to do. Yes. Regardless. Yeah. You know, I've never been to Afghanistan, but I've heard stories that doesn't sound pleasant. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, you know, so people are mad he walked away. However he got captured, he got captured. And he is... He was captured for five years. That's a long time to be a prisoner. You know, but it's so let's bad go that... let's go back a little bit. Let's go back. Because for what I understand is that when he walked away, five or six of his um, team members, maybe I'm using the wrong word, went to go look for him, and they died. They got killed because... Let's see now, the argument... There's another argument with that. It, okay. They might have gotten killed anyway because, okay, you're in the, the U.S. Army or the Marines and you're in Afghanistan. One of the things that they normally do is they go out on patrol. And so it's my understanding that on one of the patrols, they got ambushed. Now, they were looking for him at the time, but I, I kind of make the argument that they would have been on patrol anyway and may have not gotten ambushed because that's just Afghanistan. That was a wreck dangerous places and you know the only other argument you can make is that maybe we shouldn't have been in these places but that's another story you know if you're on patrol in these places there's a good chance you'll get shot right so i'm not going to blame this this kid for his fellow soldiers being shot because i'm going to make the argument they've probably been on patrol anyway you know i think that's why i like talking with you malcolm because Sometimes when you hear the media and the different channels, there's a consistency in in the negative toning of the media. There's a consistency. I mean, CNN will do it, MSNBC, you know, ABC, CBS. You you can turn channel and on this topic, they all are insinuating that there's a bigger problem going on here and that they want the government to address why, you know, five or six of his um, team members had to die because he walked away. And I find that you tend to play not double advocate so much, but you're kind of balancing out some, one, personal real life experiences and um, being a little bit more factual in terms of, well, they were going to do their job anyway. And just by doing their job, they may have gotten killed anyway. But while they were doing their job, simultaneously, from what I'm, I think I'm getting from you, they were then also looking for him. Pretty much. It was I kind of a dual, a dual operation. We're out doing our patrol, but we're also looking for our guy. 
But we're going to be on patrol anyway because that's kind of what we do in these areas. We're on patrol. You know, the military, it depends on which service you're in. They all have a particular job they're doing. The Marines do something, the Navy does something, the Air Force does something. So, you know, if it's part of normal operations, and especially when you're talking about different different groups working in war zones. War zones are, are inherently dangerous. You know, you just, you, back in during, during the, the Iraq War, and actually in Afghanistan too, you could be on a base and get killed. You don't even have to leave the base, you know, because they'll lob, you know, uh, uh, missiles and stuff at your position, and, and you could die just being... On, you don't have to leave the base to get killed. I guess that's my point. Right. Mm-hmm. You can just be there. You know, and that's different from a lot of, you know, wars we've been in in the past. Mm, right. So, anyway, so, so, so a lot of people are upset that um, the president and his people made a deal to give back uh, five Taliban members that were being held mm-hmm. in Guantanamo Bay. Right. Oh, that, oh, so he, oh, okay, I didn't understand that. So he released some of the prisoners from Guantanamo Bay for return for the one American. Now, right. before you continue, so, but I have, a, I I have, have an argument. I think that's a good trait. Oh. Well, well What's and. What's your argument? Well, my argument, because a, a lot of the media is raising questions, and a lot of people are upset that the president made this deal and released these people because they're terrorists and they'll do this. But here's the argument. These Taliban members have been held in Guantanamo Bay since approximately 2002, right? Yes, they've been there. So they've been there, yeah, 12 years plus, right? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that we are prepared to do with them because, you know, there was an argument at one point where they wanted to bring them to the U.S. and try them. And, yeah, I remember you know, that. Kinda, because the president wants to close Guantanamo Bay. That was one of his campaign promises. I'm going to close this, this prison that we have. But unfortunately, you know, the rest of the government doesn't want to do anything about them. They'd rather just let them stay there. They don't want to try them. They don't want to charge them with anything. They just want to hold them. And so my argument in, in this trade was this is a way to clear some of the backlog prisoners that you have over there, get them out, get one of our guys back, because we don't want to hold them anyway. We can't do anything with them. We're just holding these guys indefinitely. Okay. So once again, <laughs> see, this is what I like. Once again, that totally makes sense to me. I get that. I get what you're saying. I get how you worded it. So I get it. So I'm just going to paraphrase. Basically, it's a waste of money to keep these men over there. So for one American, we get rid of five. I don't know how many got released. I, I think it might have been about five. It was um, five. It was five. Thank you. Five and times. this is a way of downsizing. Kind of, but you know, of course. Them anyway. No, they weren't doing anything. And, they, you know, again, if, they, if the government had decided to, to at, at least charge them at some point, try them at some point, see, I'm, you know, if, if that's what you want to do, then do it. But to hold them indefinitely, no charges, and 
It's a kind of cruel and inhuman punishment, and, and we as Americans would be completely upset if somebody did that to one of ours. That's right. Oh, I'm going back to the same guy. Do you remember what his name was? Yeah, Bo Bergdahl. You're talking about the soldier, Bo, right? Yes, Bo Bergdahl. He was for five years, by the way. But he was yes, he was. Too. Oh, completely. He can barely speak English at this point because they, when they finally got him, he, you know, I don't know if you saw the videos of it, of the, the, I didn't, of the I um, didn't. trade. I didn't because I didn't know you were going to talk about this. I'm so upset with myself. I should have just did it. I didn't see the okay. video. What happened well, in the video? <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you could see him very clearly. And um, he was being held by a group of men, and they were in a pickup truck. And one of the things the U.S. government had them do was pull into this area, which, I mean, it was a mutually agreed trading place. So the, the, the Taliban picked the place that was a valley, which forced the helicopter to, to land in a the valley. They had, they had soldiers or combatants on the hillsides with, with missiles pointing down at the helicopter just in case the U.S. tried to do something sneaky. Wow. And so this military helicopter, a uh, modified Blackhawk, lands in the mm. middle of this valley. Um, off jump three Americans in civilian clothes. And, you know, and if you watch the trade, the guy in the middle did all the talking. You had one guy on one side of him and another guy on the other side of him. And if you look at their outside hands, they were clutching something because there's probably a weapon of some sort because they're also scared. And so when, the, when they made the trade, or actually it just it was an exchange because the, the U.S. wasn't trading the guy, the, the, the five people that we were holding, it, that was done in a separate place. But the first thing that the middle guy does was he you know, does a minor pat down of Bergdahl to make sure he's not carrying like a bomb because they don't want to put a bomb on this helicopter. Oh, and, okay. So they're both scared of each other. That's hilarious. And so they walk him back to the helicopter with the two outside guys backing up, facing the Taliban. And, you know, and then when they get him close to the helicopter, they do a more thorough search of him. They pat his legs down, just like the police would do. You know, pat you down, make sure there's nothing on you, and they put him on the helicopter and they flew him away. But, the, you know, the boy barely spoke English at this point. So, you know, and he looked completely dis- disorientated, you know, because they have some close-ups of him as well. And, you know, it's... He probably thought they were taking him out to kill him. That's what he probably thought. You know, they, you know, he like they took me out in the middle of nowhere. They had my head covered. They took the hood off, and you know, he probably was scared out of his wits if he still had any wits, because he might be crazy too mm. at this point. Well, I think he might have been crazy the minute he walked away. To be honest with you, I just think it went downhill from there. Well, you know, my understanding is when he walked away, he's, he's one of these guys that may have been a little naive on his situation. Because, of course, if you have any brains on you and you're in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. the last thing you're going to do is actually want to go walking around anyway. It's a dangerous place. Like I said, if you're an American, not a place to walk around ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if he, if he went out on his own volition and said, I think I'm going to take a walk, then, yeah, he was a little nuts. But yeah. how many, who knows? I mean, they, they won't know that, but believe me, he's, <laughs> the U.S. flew well, into I mean, a military hospital in Germany, and they're going to check yeah. him over very thoroughly, and they're going to question I him mean, very, very thoroughly. 
Yeah. But you started out by saying that he, and I'm not like saying you, I'm saying I thought the conversation started out by you saying he was taking some hash. So. That was one of the things I heard. Well, let's be real. Hash is not really the worst drug you could take. So, you know, he smoked but a little hash. The, he walked away. But if you have a chemical imbalance, that like, uh, like any drug can give you a chemical imbalance that could make you a little loopy. Any drug. Potentially. So, potentially. 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 So it could have been something very similar where maybe one has too many, if that's the drug of choice over there, one day too many, he went off. You never know. I mean, this 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 is a subject that will be, you know, looked at very closely. They're going to, uh, again, as they get him better because he's got, you know, he's got some health problems. And once they get him better and they're able to ascertain what exactly happened, they'll you know, military, I mean, he may, the truth of the matter is he may end up in jail in the United States. Mm-hmm. He may. I'm not saying he is. He may. You know, because if the allegations of desertion are true, uh, they don't forgive the desertion. They they put you in jail for it. So but he might end up in the brig as well or whatever military prison army chooses, you know, Fort Lamont works or something like that. Could it be a mental um, institution, do we have that for military people as opposed to just jail? Because I was just kind of checking oh, what so you, was, You'd uh, have to ask the VA about that one. <laughs> they have their own set of problems at this point. I know they do, but still, do they have a, like, is there a 5150? <laughs> you know what, I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know. Uh, you know but I, my assumption would be there's a place that they're, if you have mental issues, they're going to take you to, yes. They have a place. So. Because while you were talking, I actually kind of checked the cause to see, like, what would happen to this guy, Bo. Uh-huh. And the uh, story is, one, the whole story is not going to be told. This is well, part of a cover-up, Malcolm. When you say not going to be told, will there be people who know the whole story? Yes. Will it ever yeah. get to the, the the people of the United States? Maybe not. The military is real good about holding secrets. They don't like to tell all, yeah. all this stuff. So they may never tell the whole story. Because I but hear they might you make a movie you... about it. So. But what? <laughs> you know, What'd we you live in a society like to make movies about everything. You know, and the movie doesn't have to actually have to be true. Yeah, but they'll make a movie about it. You know, they and oh, they'll make up what they want to make up. Yeah, they're going to make a movie about it. Because what I see is that although they may have released five prisoners, there is a bigger package attached to the five prisoners. It's bigger. It's big. It's bigger. So this is a part of a huge cover-up, and I don't normally look into governmental stuff because I don't want to see this crap. But in any case, it just looks like, I don't know. It looks like he's a child to me. Like he's immature and he's a child and he made a really, really bad decision. And that was, and, that's a possibility. I mean, keep in mind that, that who goes into the military? Young kids. That's who's in the military. Mm-hmm. And the older people there are usually higher ranked and, and you know. Mm-hmm. So 
The majority of your soldiers and any of your installations are young. And do young people do stupid things all the time? They do stupid things all the time. Oh, Oh, I not know that. You didn't know young people go to the military? (laughs) No, no. I have a 25-year-old. Yes, I know. I know. (laughs) And actually, he would be old. He would be, and, and you know how old your son is. He would be old for the military. At 25, he's kind of would be an old man. Really? God. Yeah. So they like to recruit them at 18, 19, 20. Yeah, they like to get them young because, you know, you're, you're easily pliable at that point. You know, because the military, you know, when you send a person in the harm's way, you don't want somebody who's going to sit there and question the order. Whereas as you get older, you start, you know, doing a little bit more critical thinking. You're like, wait a second, that could get me killed. And so generally it's easier to tell young people to do stupid stuff without having it questioned as much. Especially, you know, because when you bring into the military, they start you off with a round of fear, you know, just to get your mind right. That's what boot camp is all about to indoctrinate you into the system. And so when you do your however many weeks of boot camp, you know, it depends on which service you're in. But, you know, it starts off with fear. They scare you and they they punish you and they force you to do what they want you to do. Isn't it just a part of, like, I'm sure it's a part of control, but it has to be a part of discipline. Like, you're being specifically trained to not so that nobody dies. And going back to this guy, he broke the system. I understand that they would have been en route anyway to do their job, but he broke the system, which potentially led to these people being compromised, is what I'm saying. That maybe they would have been on higher alert. Just, I'm going to play devil advocate now because when we went back to the 18-year-olds and their discipline, then it brought up a whole other thing for me because that's what the training's about. The training is about mind control so that when they're out there in Afghanistan or Iraq or Vietnam, you don't break the rules. True, Breaking very the true. Breaking the rules makes it potentially dangerous for everyone else. The world is not Without happy about this one 18-year-old. Right. Without a doubt, and that that is certainly the thinking, you know, because if, if they order you to do something instead of you sitting there arguing with them, um, if you go do it, you're right, it could be potentially beneficial for the whole. Now, mind you, it also could get you killed, but it's, you know, that's one of the calculated risks. Right. But in terms of, like, your personal decision, it's a calculated risk. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Right. Which is unfortunate. I personally would not, and of course it could happen to any of us, like with Tracy Morgan and, you know, in terms of like anything happening, anything can happen where it's a calculated risk. And life is short and my heart goes out to Tracy Morgan. But when you have somebody that knows what should happen, Malcolm, this wasn't a random, you know, limo drive down the highway where you should have been safe. He knew the potential dangers. They must have talked about it every day. They must have seen it every day. Well, before you get deployed to a, a, a region like that, oh, no, they, they fully indoctrinate you on the, the, the potential dangers because so they don't want people just walking around and, and you know, going off willy-nilly. But, they, again, you're in the military. It's not allowed anyway. You know, the military tells you where to be and when to be. You know, you don't get a whole lot of, I want to do this on my own thing. You, you you know, unless you're on uh, 
you're not on duty. Because when you're not on duty and you're in a in a base like that, you're still you're not walking off the base. It's not that kind of facility. You're not going for a midnight walk or afternoon walk. You're just not. So. But it was all of us will come to light for you know. I'm sure if you're at the higher levels of the military or you know the the government. This mm-hmm. guy's story is gonna gonna be completely told. Now, again, people like you and I, we may never hear the whole story. But you know, if you, you know, uh, we're on some of these Senate subcommittees, or you know, those people are gonna find out what went on. Well, I mean, they're gonna set those committees up, subcommittees, because one, they like to stay busy. Two, they like to take the president down. You know, they're going to set this stuff up just to give Americans, again, something to talk about. And they're still not going to find out the truth. From, from, like, like, like only a few people know exactly what went down in terms of the bigger price, not just the five people that were released, but I get something, you know, in addition, because we were talking about weapons earlier, but it has it's also attached to money and weapons. Well... And, and the truth of the matter is, is that our government in the past has done some things that probably wasn't, um, how should I put this, the best thing to do at the time. We've traded, we've traded weapons for people. I mean, so uh, mm, we've done a lot see? of things that aren't really the best in the world. So the fact that we traded, you know, these five Taliban guys for one of our soldiers, because, you know, there's the other concept that we don't leave soldiers behind ever. That is a concept of the U.S. military. We do not leave soldiers behind. I believe you know, you that. Try to no, recover. I'm sorry. You're sorry about what? No, I, I said... Believe, we, well, man. Yeah, I mean, cause think you about said it, we don't leave soldiers it, behind. It, I agree. If you're in the military, the last thing you want to know is that your, your team is going to leave you behind dead on some field someplace or injured. You want to know and that they're going to at least try to get you. <laughs> But also, Malcolm, isn't it also the responsibility of the sitting president to take care of that, like to leave that open for the next president? Then that's our president, the one that's sitting, the sitting president. President Obama then would be leaving a total mess for the next president. So isn't it part of his job to negotiate that? And doesn't it take a couple of years to negotiate something like that? These negotiations didn't happen overnight. No, it probably did not happen overnight. Um and I don't know if they care about what they leave for the next president. Obviously, the last president didn't care about what he left for the current president. So, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's about this point. Um, but I think that in this case, they were just trying to make sure they, they secured the release of this guy. And they were able mm-hmm. to. And I, you know, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it because, again, the people that release for him, you know, because they're – then, you know, pundits out there that say, well, you know, we got, you know, five more terrorists out on the battlefield. Well, the truth of the matter is five more based on how many hundreds of thousands? I mean, what's an extra five? Right. 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 Okay, Malcolm. We've we've done a full hour with you, but um, I just want to see if no, don't leave yet. I just want to see if one of the callers has a question for you. Would you be up for that? Not a problem. 
Okay, I'm not going to promise, <laughs> but, um, okay, one of the callers, um, I call her Lavender Eleven, and I also have called her Young Hollywood, because um, she's really, really good at asking questions um, in the entertainment industry and about some of the um, more popular topic stars. But I just want to see if she might have a question for you. So stay on the line. Okay. I'm not going to disconnect you. I'm just going to bring Lavender on. She's also a fan favorite, okay. by the way. Hi, Lavender. It's Tracy. Lavender. Wait. No, you're on. Oh, my God. I can hear something in the background. Lavender, it's Tracy. Darn it. Lavender. Okay, Malcolm. So... Hold on, I'm just texting her real quick. Okay. Doing it, Lavender. Where are you? <laughs> In any case, I am. And before, actually, I'm going to leave her on, and hopefully, she'll be able to come back on. So, Malcolm, I'm yes. going to release you, and I can't tell if anybody else has any questions because I'd love to find out. In any case, I'm going to invite that next week. I'm going to invite uh, questions for you. Would you be up for that if I open up that channel? Of questions? That's fine. I, you know, I can answer whatever I can answer. I don't know everything, but <laughs> I can answer whatever questions I can. Malcolm, you're pretty good. So don't downplay yourself. You're pretty good. No, well, my point is nobody knows everything, so... <laughs> There's no okay. one person out there that smart. I get that. I get that. And I can appreciate that. However, you're pretty good. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to wish you a happy Saturday. Thank you. You have one as well. And, you know, it's as wonderful a day as you can have. And I'll try to do the same. Yeah. I will. Today, this weekend is uh, day, I don't know, day Friday is all over the country, but it definitely is in California. So I have an invitation yes, to a party, and then I think the gay pride parade is tomorrow, but today is a party, and then something's going on at the park, and there's a whole big busload of people going to the park. So I'm going to be participating in some of that party today. Well, you no, enjoy. Uh, <laughs> you en- you enjoy <laughs> that. Oh, maybe you'll tell me about it later. Okay. All right, Malcolm. Enjoy your study. Thank you so uh, much. Uh, Lavender, are you there? Okay, get going, Malcolm. Thank you so much. All right, Tracy. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. So, guys, that was Malcolm, the ordinary. Political sky. Um, I'm ready to take your questions. Whatever you do, don't get off the line. I usually find people that they do my job for me, and if it looks like um, the time is going by, then they leave. Don't leave. Um, just let me check to see where Lavender is. Lavender, <laughs> are you there? Ah, Lavender, I'm so pissed at you. I want you here. You're a fan favorite, and you're not here. So I'm going to put you on 
Wait, I don't want to release you. I want to put you on mute. Hi, 702, you're on the line. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're quite welcome. Who am I speaking with? Speaking with Craig. Hi, Craig. How are you? Okay, pretty good. It's a good weekend here in Vegas. Oh, how hot is it in Vegas? Hot. It is hot, huh? Yeah. Probably well, Vegas is one of those places that is a it's a natural heat zone. We're actually neighbors, basically we're neighbors. However, um, we're pretty cool today. We're in the seventies, okay. which is cool for us. Yeah, it's up in the hundreds right now. So. And oh, it until the evening. Oh, God. So, Greg, I have a question for you. What yeah. did you think of the last segment with Malcolm, the ordinary sports political guy? What did you think? Well, I'm very political myself, and uh, you guys can cover on topics such as, you know, the, the sports realm, the, the hockey, which I'm a big hockey fan. I'm up in Detroit, and so that's pretty much a, a hockey town uh, itself. So Is I'm it really? I didn't know. Yeah. Detroit, oh, yes. Yeah. So I've, I've been following the playoffs in the Stanley Cup, and I'm going for the Rangers in seven games. Uh, uh-huh. I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. I'm, a real, I'm not a uh, Heat fan, so I'm hoping that the Heat will lose in five games. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I've been following that. I'm also been following what's been going on with the Guantanamo Bay controversy and Obama, how he handled it and whatnot. And it seemed like that uh, that's going to be some policy changes in regards to uh, negotiating with terrorists and releasing prisoners of war, which I think is necessary. Um, That's right. You know, it's just, I just think some policies just have been outdated, uh, just like the Cuban mm-hmm. embargo or whatever was going on with Cuba. I think that should be, that's kind of outdated, and I think that whatever's going on over there should end. Uh, plus, mm-hmm. I'd like to go to Havana one day. <laughs> but that's besides the point. But, yeah, I really enjoy the segments. Anything political, Sports talk, I really highly engaged, and I really enjoyed that segment. I would, you know, in, I would love for you to engage in conversation if you would like to call back next week. Um, I have your number recorded, and then you're more than – once I see your number, I'll assume at this stage of the game that you may want to participate in a conversation with us and speak yeah. directly to Malcolm. And I would invite that next week. It would be a wonderful opportunity to get the men engaged. I would love that. Absolutely. I would like to participate in that. I really enjoy oh, that. Oh, that's so exciting. Okay, so you have to call back next week, okay? I will. So do you have a question right now? Yes, I do, um, actually. Uh, I met a young lady on, uh, on, I met a young lady online for in the last few months, and we've been talking online, and, we've been, and one thing that I like, I really engage in, um, you know, intellectual conversations in general, and that's really draws me to people. And this young lady uh, is very smart for her age and whatnot, and we've been having great conversations offline. And last night, God has asked if we can, you know, take it offline and whatnot and have a conversation, and we did and had a good conversation today. And I'm really intrigued by her. She's single, I'm single. Uh, we're both available. It seems like we're, you know, getting to know each other and whatnot. The problem mm-hmm. is she lives in Alabama and I live in Nevada, and it's a long-distance situation. And I just want to know, how do you see that working out for us? Okay, I'm going to pull the cards on that. You said you met her online, right? Here's my yes. question to you. Why would you choose somebody in Nevada? 
Say again? I mean, why would you choose somebody in Atlanta? Like, you already know where uh, they're coming from. Uh, like, I've been online dating. I've had guys, <laughs> you know, talk to me from just Nevada, which isn't far. And I'm like, I'm not down for that. That's way too far. Um, the dating pool here in Nevada is horrible. It's not great. Mm. Uh, mm. And I've dated many times here, and I have not met anybody remotely close. <laughs> you know, and I've tried dating in California, but the women have kind of it's extremely superficial, and they're really not ready for a relationship or committed relationship. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so Nevada and Southern California women are kind of like a lot alike. And so I really kind of. Oh yeah. Uh, this younger well, generation I'm a native just... New Yorker. I am from California, but I'm a native New Yorker, and I'm finding oh. that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah and, and it's just not the women Everyone. it's the men, too. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. What's your sign? What's your birthday? I'm a Capricorn, born January 8th. Oh, my brother's born January 7th. And do you know her birthday? I don't know off the top of my head at the moment. I can get it. Don't worry Are we about talking? it. Don't, okay. don't worry about it. Let me explain what's going on here. She likes you. And she likes you a lot. And she's had some heartache in the past. Um, the long distance is worrying her. Now, I don't know if you know it, but she's about to kind of distance herself from you. She's about to kind of go, why am I doing this? This is stupid. And it's a near impossibility situation. Did you guys ever have a conversation similar to that? Not, we haven't talked about that yet, but I've had that same feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, she is thinking about the possibility of relocating if you are that guy for her, if you are the one. If you're the, she's processing that in her head. She's worried about financial security. Like she cares about financial security, and she worries about employment. So it would be kind of like, would she just come and live with you? No, no. She would like to. She would like to be secure. Um, she's looking for marriage. I don't know if you know this, or you are too. Actually, you're. You look. I don't know if it's marriage or you're looking to just like have the security, knowing that. This just feels good, and I just want to be with this person. I want to be able to offer up. There's a lot of hope in this relationship. There's a lot of hope here. There's a lot of hope. I also want to be able to open up that the men in Atlanta are the same over there, too, in terms of they're all alike over there. You date one Atlanta guy, you date every single one of them. They kind of all have the same attitude, and their attitude is sad. And she's, the reason why she is drawn to you is because you're not showing what she's used to. Okay. Um, there are, you know, prospects over there for her. Um, she's not happy with them, which is okay. the reason why she could just, come and be with you. Now, this is too new for you all to have these type of conversations, to be honest with you. So? I would just say go with the flow. Go with the flow. Okay. You know, take care of her heart. See how she takes care of your emotions. And 
this will totally make sense later on. Um, but I'm also getting um, within a, another month's time, it'll make sense. And within one year's time, literal move, literal concrete decision, literal move will be made. Okay. One year's time. So don't don't push the envelope right now. It's okay to kind of, you know, go through the texting, talking, then decide to fly out, you know, I would suggest being a guy, you fly to her first and then mm-hmm. allow her to fly to you and kind of do that. I would suggest, if you can, money's a big deal, but if you can do it four times, two on your part, two on her part, but each time you do it, you guys are getting closer to making a decision. Okay. So you do see, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you do see like a longevity of friendship developing. Well, let's be careful the words that you're using. Let's be careful the words that you're using because we're in a society where men don't commit and women still want the same things out of life. You know, unfortunately, women still want the Cinderella story, unfortunately. And men are not committing anymore. So be careful of your language. In the beginning, yes, you guys are friends. Um, and, And that's clear, that's clarity, that's clear, that totally makes sense to me. But as you guys progress, just decide, like, don't be that California dude. Don't be that Nevada dude. You know what I mean? Like, decide mm-hmm. what you're going to do. Atlanta men are aggressive. So don't think for a second that she doesn't have options over there. Okay. So first of all, I would say take. Second of all, I would say don't label this. Don't give it a label. Don't say friendship. Don't say girlfriend. Just be. Just enjoy. Just be. And right. as you guys develop who you are as two different people, then travel. You understand? After the first mm-hmm. travel, oh, yeah. it'll make so much sense to you. Once it makes sense to you, then you guys can identify who you are. Okay. But the, my question to you is, I mean, your question to me is, you know, is this the potentially, you know, the type of girl that could give some longevity here, that could turn into something very serious, I have to say absolutely. Okay. I actually don't get that. You have fear. I don't get that. She has fear. You know, there's something here that doesn't scare either one of you. So it's a good, it's a win-win if you guys really take the bull by the horn and, and figure it out without the fight. Don't, don't rush up. Don't demand. Just right. go through the flow. It'll make sense if you just, Enjoy the process. That's what I keep trying to come up with. Enjoy the process. It will make sense later on. But from a psychic's point of view, she's not a bad choice. She's not what? From a psychic point of view, she's not a bad choice. Okay, gotcha. Okay. But, Greg, I'm going to release you, and please, you have Oh, absolutely. I'll definitely do that. I'm very intrigued, and I'm definitely going to call back and participate in this discussion. Yes. Thank you so much, Greg. I'll talk to you next week on, on Malcolm's Hour at 12 o'clock. Um, oh, sounds oh, good. You're, 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 
you're are you eleven? Are you eleven? Are you an hour behind us, or are you? I'm a, same time. I'm the same time. I'm the same time as you. Yes. Okay, I'll talk to you next week at twelve. Thank you. It would be so nice for. I don't know what the topic's going to be, so we'll talk for a little bit. And mm-hmm. then Malcolm is actually picking the topics, and then I'll go with the flow with it, and then you, I'll pull you in. Sounds good. I'd like to participate. Yay. Thank you so much. Yay. Talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Juan, you're on the line. Hi, Tracy. It's Al. Oh, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Uh, you seem a little mature. You <laughs> seem like you're growing up. What happened? No, I mean, it's good to grow up, but what happened? <laughs> right. Um, a lot. I'm in, a lot. I'm in Europe, and um, a lot of changes happen, and a lot of changes, finding out the truth with family and career and I mean career not but I just you know and I'm here with my husband and it's been a lot of growing I think on that end too and I'm just calling because I want to find out um, I'm kind of on a crossroads with a career because I want to know you know I'm into music um, I've been doing this company and nothing's been working out and <laughs> I you don't sound know. a little muffled wait L, L, you sound a little muffled, so kind of pull back from the mic just a little bit. Okay. Are you trying to whisper? (laughs) No, 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 no. Is that that good? Yeah, it sounds better. So I know that we're going to talk about career, right? Right. And what's the question? Just um, what's... What do I need to do? <laughs> I'm at crossroads. I'm entering this company and then also music, but nothing's worked out. So I don't know what's about to happen and just some sort of guidance, I guess. Okay. So let me just go over this again. You're in Europe and you're worried about your career, but nothing's happening. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's just see what's going on. Hold on a second. But sometimes it's easier for something to pop off in Europe. Yeah, um, and I'm thinking of going back to New York really soon, but I don't know how that's going to happen, so I don't know if you see that. Okay, hold on a second. Um, hmm, okay. Um... Um, so we're talking about your career, right? Right. You know, I do feel like you went over there with the hopes of things maybe accidentally working out over there. I think you dropped Mm -hmm. everything and went over there. There was no real big plan on your career. You went over there to be with your family, right? Right. And to get to know them. And... And I think you might have been like, well, since I'm here, maybe. Um, I get the Ten of Swords with mm-hmm. that happening right now over there and based upon is your good for you is what I'm trying to say. Right. Based upon your career. Um, mm-hmm. 
I do get the strength card beneath the Ten of Swords, which tells me that stay strong, stay strong. Victory is yours, but stay strong. Um, I feel like you feel a little defeated or deflated or why me? Um, mm-hmm. and, and you can't have that right now. Like you're kind of, you're kind of, okay, you're kind of in Europe for one thing, and that's what the universe needed you there for, not necessarily for a buy thing, you know, two things. That's not really mm-hmm. what they wanted. Um, okay. I also get the seven of wands, which means victory. It's a little bit of a struggle, but there's victory. Just not where you thought you could muster up something good coming out of your career. Mm-hmm. I do get the six of cups. It does mean coming back home next to the eight of wands, which is my flying card. So six of cups means going back to a familiar place. This feels familiar to me. It could be California. It could be New York. doesn't matter. It just means the U.S. and flying okay. back, right? Mm-hmm. There is a oh, money guy. Okay. No, it's, 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 when I, because I get the eight of wands, it's almost like yesterday. Oh, wow. So soon. Because I, I get the eight of wands. So it could yeah. be anywhere between now and August. Okay. Okay. Now, there is a money guy in my head, in your head, there's a money guy who you might be counting on. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could finally come through for you because I get the three of cups in your environment. Hmm. I'm also getting on top of that the full card. And the full card is in my hopes and fears. Not the best place for the full card to show up when we're talking about traveling back for your career. I don't like that the full card showed up in the first place. I don't like that it fell, fell on my hopes and fears because it just could feel like empty promises. Like, I feel like you're going to come back and you go, are you kidding me? I came back because of you. I could have stayed with my grandparents. Like, what are you doing? We had these conversations and you were like, yes, blah, blah, blah. Or if it's not like that, it's going to be like the money guy is going to be confusing as to whether or not you should be going to New York or coming to California. Where do I go? Where do I go? Why are you not having this conversation with me? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. As far as your career, the star card does show up. So the potential for you making it in the business is extremely high. You're just not in a good, healthy place to believe it right now, which is odd for you because you're usually very, very confident, which is the nine of wands. But the mm-hmm. death card shows up hard because it means whatever you're going through in your career and how you feel, and I keep getting deflated, you know, but deflated is a good word because sometimes you just need to pump air into something, right? But a death card shows up, it does mean you kind of leave a part of yourself behind and you get to morph into a new L. Um, and and it's, it, you know, the star card is here. So the potential for your career is still high. How you mm-hmm. take care of your career and get there, unfortunately, because it does land in the hands of other people, that's the biggest concern right now. And that's what I think is bothering me for you. Right. Ultimately, L, there is a contract waiting for you. There is, not in your time frame. So 
here's what's going to be really, really important. Responsibility is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Learning to survive with your meager earnings, that's going to be really, really important. If you have to take a job at Target, do it. You just need to buy yourself some time. You're going to get what you're supposed to get, not in your time. Okay. And I can't stress this enough. What you're, what's coming for you is going to be good. How you get it, you would have said, I never would have sunk it. Never would have I thought of this would have happened this way. And because you can't see outside the box, that's where, the, that's where I'm having trouble because I want you to be in survivor's mode. I yeah. want you to, I do, be in survivor's mode. You've got to survive. That means, and you're a hard worker. So now don't get me wrong. I've known you for a long time. So I know that you mm-hmm. can hold down a job. That's not the issue. I want to make mm-hmm. sure that your priority is holding down a job mm-hmm. and Working on your craft, two different things. I'm, I'm not asking you to seek out the producers and this person and that person. I'm not asking for that. I'm saying get a job, hold down the fort, um, work on your craft, which means make your music. The opportunity is just going to show up. It's okay. just going to be there. But you keep looking and opening up doors, and you're like, me? Are you taking me? Me? And, and it's, everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Look, I can't take this right now. Get out. And so energetically, you're slamming doors in your face. I want you to yeah. trust the universe that the universe has got your back. But okay. you have to do your job first, which means if you decide to come back to the U.S., get a waitress job. Get a Target job. Fuck it. Work at Walmart. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Job is a priority. Working on your craft is a priority. And time, time is mandated. And it's not your timing. But okay. as long as you're working on your craft, when the opportunity shows up, you're going to be like, I got that. I got that. You know me, Elle. I've been doing these videos on YouTube for two years. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When opportunity meets whatever it's supposed to meet, you have to be ready. Yeah. So, okay. with that being said, come back. When, when it's good and correct for you, start over, get that job, blah, 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 blah. Opportunity will meet up with you, I promise. I think years or will it be, it's not my time frame, is this years away? <laughs> Say that again now? You sound muffled again. Uh, is it a years away time frame or months? Oh, no, 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 no. A year delay? No, 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 no. No, hold on a second. Um, um, hold on. It's within a year. Changes are occurring within a year. With, so it's incremental changes within the one-year time frame. Not in a year. Changes are occurring within a year. Got it. And in increments, which means you will see the change. It's just every time you see the change, you can't go, oh, my God, this is the next big thing. It really isn't. It's just the next step that leads to the next big thing is what I'm trying to say. I got it. Got so it. there should be an incremental change. The first part of the incremental change could occur in three months. 
Okay. And then the second part of the incremental change could occur in four months. Mm-hmm. And then so four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And then... And then, and this is this is very clear. And then six months. So three, four, six. What's that? Over a year? Three, right? Three. Mm-hmm. I can't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thirteen months. <laughs> so by this time next July, you're going to be in a position that you want to be in. This time next July. Okay. All right. All right, honey. Yeah, thank you so much. Welcome. I want to make sure, are you okay? You're not sad. You're just talking quietly, right? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good. Thank you. There's been a lot of change. All (laughs) right. Well, listen, you have my telephone number. Just text me this stuff. Let me know what's going on. Will do. Thank you so much. You're welcome, honey. You sound so mature. Oh, <laughs> sounds like you have to grow up really fast. You're welcome. All right, yeah. Elle, take it easy. Okay, bye. Okay. I'm going to text you anyway later, okay? Bye. Oh. Hi, young Hollywood. Tracy, <laughs> I I have been on hold since three o'clock and I fell asleep on the phone. <laughs> I'm on the phone and I'm going lavender, lavender, because I had Malcolm and I was like, I think lavender might have a question for you, so let me see if she does and. I was like, Malcolm, are you, do you think you can take some questions? Because I don't know, like, what his comfort zone is. He's like, I'll go for it, you know. I'll, I'll try and answer it. And I was like, Lavender, Lavender. And I was like, she's on me. <laughs> I hope you guys didn't hear me snoring because that was a very nice nap. <laughs> I actually heard some noise in the background. So I don't know if I heard a truck go by or a police car. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> well, make sure you listen back to Malcolm's segment and tell me what you think. Okay. <laughs> See, the guy right after you actually wound up being a, a man because on my uh, what I post is where's my men at? Like I want the men to come through, mm-hmm. and he seems to be fully engaged in what Malcolm has to say, and so. He said he's definitely going to call back next week, so hopefully it'll all work out good so that Malcolm can get some feedback from, like, testosterone. (laughs) (laughs) I want an hour full of testosterone. (laughs) So, girl, what's going on? Oh, Oh, um, wait. Before you start, I'm so pissed mm -hmm. at myself because I I don't know if it was you or somebody else was like, do a um a reading on uh the Kardashian boy, the 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 little one that cried Rob. Rob, right. Yep. And Chris Jenner uh I didn't get to read the statement, but apparently she's claiming he has some mental illness. That's the way she's gonna handle that. Oh, come on. 30. 
Yes. That's the way she, she threw that kid under the bus and told the public he has some mental illness. Are you kidding me? Wow. I'm telling you, she's a horrible, horrible mother. And you know what? He seems very, because I actually don't watch the show. I just read the gossip. But he seems yes. very angry with all of the women in that family. I feel like yeah. he comes across as someone who misses their dad a lot and mm. someone who's also very moralistic because I've seen some, some instances where he calls Kim especially a lot of names, so he seems like someone who's very rigid with his morals and maybe something mm. is going on with that family where he just doesn't, he has no respect for them, for all of them anymore. And I saw this one episode, my friend told me to watch it, where I think they were in therapy and they were talking about Robert Sr. And uh, Kris Jenner, she basically tells everybody in the family that Kim is her favorite child. And I yes. think he went, like, he went crying out of, the, out of the therapy session. She didn't go after him. I think Courtney and then Chloe finally went after him. And she just stood there and said, well, they asked for the truth. Like, oh, that's awful. <laughs> like, completely awful. How does a mother like that make money? Somebody please tell me. How does she make money? There's just no reason. Hold on. Let me find out what her birthday is because it's just bothering me now. Chris Jenna birthday. Birthday. Hold on. i got to find this out. November 5th. Yeah. Oh, she's a Scorpio. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I, listen, I know she's not on the right side. Right. You know what? Right. You know what? But you know what though? I think Scorpios are the only sign in the in the in the zodiac that has uh, three, two or three different transformations of themselves. I think someone told me um, the Scorpion which is the one who's the devil, the gray lizard who is like in between almost, and then the eagle who's supposed to be um, above the petty, mm-hmm. uh, the petty traits of the zodiac. And she, to me, she seems like a, like a true scorpion. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. She's just pure D. And she, I feel like she manifests her life through the tail, and the tail is the one that stings, right? Mhm, mhm. That's how I feel. She manifests her life through the stinging tail. Somebody must have hurt her a long time ago, and I mean, like, really, really hurt her. Mhm. And somehow or another, it's equated to money. Her hurt is equated to money, and I feel like she just vows it will never happen again. And she doesn't care who that she has to take down. She'll eat her own children. Well, I mean, she basically ate Rob Sr., you know, while she was married to him. So, I don't know. But, but you know what, though? Uh, she, well, she, she basically ate through, excuse me, his money while he was alive. And, and I also kind of feel like she, that whole crew that she ran along with with Nicole Simpson, there's something very questionable about that, too, that I don't think will ever get out. Oh, interesting. Hmm. But, 
But speaking of Rob Kardashian, he was invited to Chris Brown's coming home party. Hmm. Did he go? Yeah. Apparently they're, I didn't realize this, but apparently those two are very good friends. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> you don't even know what the question is. It's just so random. Well, I just thought, well, because I was looking at pictures of Chris's party. He's gained a lot of weight, but he actually looks healthy and kind of a little bit calm instead of that really skinny, sickly drug weight that he had around. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I was wondering about, because I know you already did reading about him, but the thing that was really noticeable about his coming home party is who wasn't there and Rihanna mm. wasn't there at all. <laughs> yeah. It was just Karuchi and their friends, and they had a quiet party, and afterwards they celebrated at a restaurant and went home. Well, I don't know. You know, there's a couple of things that's been going through my mind lately mm-hmm. um, with Chris Brown and Rihanna and you know, sometimes I think Rihanna wears certain things, post naked pics, you know, do all that. I think she's just doing it for Chris, to be honest with you. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, but if I say something, then the Navy comes after me. You know, don't come after me, Navy. You know, just I'm just a psychic, so back up, bitches. I just think that because <laughs> they are like, you know, they will blow up my Twitter all of a sudden. And I, I uh, feel like they're sensitive again. Like, I feel like they're rising up again. <laughs> I, I, sh- I shouldn't <laughs> laugh because I, I know that the beehive is like that too. <laughs> my son told me. My son, when he was telling me, well, Rihanna's Navy blew up my phone because I said something. I don't remember what I said. Some prediction. They didn't like it. It came out true. And then I was like, I reposted. And I was like, yo, stop. It came out true. But in any case, I called my son, and I was like, what the hell? And he was like, oh, ma, like, yeah, Rihanna's Navy, bad to mess with, and Beyonce's Beehive, bad Worse. to mess with. Worse. <laughs> Worse. Well, now, I thought I was going to backlash on the videos, but no one is giving me backlash on those videos that I posted to the base because they know it's true. I I think the beehive can be a little bit worse sometimes because it, from what I've seen, the, the Navy or whatever they call themselves, they tend to be a little bit younger. So it's like what they have to say sometimes doesn't really matter because it's like, it's like young back and forth, but with the beehive, just <laughs> like if I disagree with something that Beyonce does, I wouldn't even say it because... I I wouldn't want to get rolled over by the and I'm part of that group, so yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> and even one of the girls on Twitter, because they like just getting back to like Rihanna and Chris Brown and you know <clears throat> something that I have to say. I guess it may have looked like I was a Rihanna fan initially and that I was against K, but if people listen to my videos. 
like, it wasn't that I was against anyone. I just knew that in that moment, Kay should kind of not deal with Chris Brown. And I've proven that because he wasn't truly showing his loyalty. They broke up several uh-huh. times, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, Kay, step, step out. Let Rihanna and Chris try and figure this out. Not to say that they were going to get back together either. I never said that. I just told Kay, might be good to step out, deal with you for a minute, blah, blah, blah. But in any case, once VH1 came out with, you know, the 10 most popular sidekicks. That was so rude. That was so rude. Oh, my God. Because, you know, technically, uh, Karuchi, she was not the sidekick. She was actually the girlfriend. And she was never the side chick, ever. And Rihanna is the one who came in claiming that they yes. were in a relationship. And then Chris said, no, we're just friends. So technically, if we really right. want to be correct about it, Rihanna was the side. Call a spade a spade. And, 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 that's, and, so, and that's the thing about when, when, at least when I get into a discussion, I was actually talking about it early this morning when we were looking at the pictures of him and Kay. And, you know, her fans have this thing against Kay because she's a regular girl who, quote, unquote, took oh, Rihanna's well. man. But, oh, well. But, I mean, you know, don't, don't get mad at her that this is the one who's better for him at the moment. He and Rihanna had a right. very toxic relationship. Just just, you know, they should be apart and trying to get themselves to get. Actually, I don't really think he should be with Kay at the moment either, but they should really get over what happened and be in a better place instead of, you know, gallivanting around just because that's what they did five years ago. That's, that's, that's not a good idea. With Chris being out now and Rihanna being in a state, there's a little bit of a fever brewing as to, are they going to get back together? Are they going to get right. back together? They're right. unhealthy for one another, people. They are right. unhealthy it's, for one another. That's, period. That's not a Disney love story. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let it go. Uh, <laughs> they're unhealthy. Chris needs to work on Chris. Yeah. Rihanna needs to, you know, kind of still do, do some something. career things. She's not ready to be in a relationship. She's not. And by mm-hmm. the way, people, her and Drake didn't date this past time. The media had everyone going crazy. That's, they were that's what I'm saying. You, you, can't yeah. even look, you can't even look at the way they were with each other versus how she was with Chris or even that Matt Kemp guy. The body language. She's demonstrative. Off. She kisses. She touchy-feels. She'll... She'll damn near pull his penis out. Nothing happened. Like it was, it was so funny. It was so funny. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? Drake, Drake doesn't even. And and I think, I think you said that it was PR and it was more like a favor between friends, um, for his for his PR for his concert. Yeah. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. the breakup article said they broke up because Drake was too much in love with her. And that sounded no. like... No. <laughs> but, but I think that fulfilled the PR argument to where he's being nice to her for her doing a favor for him. Because even okay. while they were together, okay. he was still sleeping with his big booty strippers in Toronto. They weren't See? together at all. <laughs> 
they were not and, together at and, all. And, right. And see and seeing out with these women, but magically the media doesn't talk about that. It, it, it I was know. Real. And then I had some of the Twitter people like yell at me, oh, you know, she's with Drake. And I was like, really? No. She's not with Drake. She's she not with even, Drake. They don't even like each other like that. I agree. I agree. There was no love lost between those two. They're friends. But, don't get me wrong. But speaking of Drake, before yeah. I forget, my question yeah. is about Drake, Nicki Minaj, and her, her guy, whoever this guy is. So Nikki has been, it's been a question that Nikki has been with this guy named S.B. Serafi, this guy she's been friends with for a very long time, and the rumor is that they got married a few months ago. But then, I think last week at Summer Jam, Drake kind of picks her up and, and he's like, it. oh, this, this is my girl, you know, it. stuff like that. She um, said, she said, Stop, everyone. This is my brother. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> but that's not what it looks like, Nikki. I, her ass was <laughs> So it was, such a, it was such a bad position. That, and then when I read the caption, I was like, do people really do that to their brother? I didn't know it was Drake exactly. at first. And I was like, do people really do that with their brother? I thought it was real. And so I had to look some more of the other pictures and the outfit that Drake had on. I was like, oh, it's Drake. Oh, I get the brother thing. The brother thing's like, he's so close to me. He's my brother. Really? Uh-huh. Even it uh-huh. still looks bad. <laughs> Come on, Nikki. It looks bad. But, but you there know what? Another, but um, by the way, there, there mm-hmm. are two more people that play the media very well because they have a volatile friendship. Who? Not relationship. Drake and Nikki has a volatile friendship. I can Drake see has that. a smart ass mouth. Nikki has a smart ass mouth. Something Definitely. will happen in the group. She'll say something smart. Drake will nail her. And vice versa, they will not be friends. And they'll go back and forth like this for a while. These two will not have a date again. Uh, Nikki is a Sagittarius, and I actually happen to love smart ass women, but that never works out. Never. Listen, listen. Sagittarians have a smart ass mouth, and they always go, "Oops, did I say that?" Oops. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was a Sagittarian. She used to I'm a Sagittarius. Go, You're a Sagittarian. Oh my God. My mom used to go. I keep forgetting that my mouth says no, no. Your brain says it, and you have no filter. <laughs> Two different things. <laughs> And Scorpio, a Scorpio dude, first of all, if you sing a Scorpio dude, he's going to remember it. Let's talk about Scorpio men. They're not going to forget. They're going to be prepared Lord. the next time. They're going to be Lord. prepared. So they already know that this Sagittarian is going to say something stupid, and he's going to, boom, nail her. That's the relationship <laughs> that they have. <laughs> but, my, but my thing is, is she really married? To this other guy, Sarah Fee, and if she is, how does he feel about her pretending to be single? Okay, so once again, we got to talk about Nikki. Nikki, Nikki, what's her name? Minaj. Minaj. She Minaj. She has an album coming out, right? Yes. It's right. very, very easy for her to promote <clears throat> this album right now. She is on top of her game, right? 
Mm-hmm. Wait until Iggy edges her out. Oh. Then she will announce her marriage to take the attention away from Iggy. Watch. Well, you know what? Iggy, and because I, I saw your reading about her. I can't stand this chick, by the way. But um, <laughs> I get that she is married. I, I am getting that Nikki's married. She's married? Okay. Yep. And there's another baby coming through, by the way. For her? Mm-hmm. What? She has a baby uh-huh. now, right? Like four years old, five, something like that. What? She's not pregnant now, but another baby's definitely coming through, and it should be here by year's end. Another one? What happened to the first? The first? Well, the first one is, she has a baby now, doesn't she? Does she? <laughs> Mickey's not a mommy already? Uh-uh. Not, as, not publicly, at least. Wait. Why do I not remember Nikki being pregnant a few months back? Uh-uh. I mean, I mean, a few years back, a few years back. Uh-uh. She had, she, in the uh-uh. beginning of her career, she wasn't known yet. She was a part of some other group or some uh-uh. other handle. I think uh-uh. she had a baby already. Hold on. Let me just check. Um, well, if she doesn't have a baby, a baby's coming through, and it will be here by year's end. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I couldn't imagine her being a mother. <laughs> she's going to be a fierce mommy. You said she's a Sagittarian? She's going to be a mm-hmm. fierce mommy. She's going to be fierce. Trust me. Sagittarians are very, very fierce, fierce, fierce mothers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know. I'm not getting her as pregnant now, though. I'm looking on the Internet. There's rumors of her being pregnant. I'm looking on the Internet, but I'm not getting that she's pregnant now. I'm getting that the baby's coming. Wow. That's that's actually extremely surprising. Really? Oh, my God. Now I I need it to come true. Like, I'm... I'm legitimately speechless. (laughs) What? I don't understand. Why can't she be pregnant? I don't see her as someone who would want to be pregnant. (laughs) I don't see her as that way. But but maybe that has to do with the way she presents herself because most people don't even know that she has a or well, she's married, but they don't even, they didn't even know that she had a boyfriend for 10 or 12 years or however long they were together. See, and that's my point. That's my point. She's not, listen, she's a calculating, very, very calculating, and very smart, mm-hmm. very calculating. And what's mm-hmm. going to happen here? She's I smarter than people getting, give her credit for. Yes. And I'm getting the potential for her being married high. I'm getting resounding yes, high, high, high. Is she going to announce it? No. It doesn't fool her to make that announcement. Right. When it's time for her to execute that, she will work it to her advantage, and that's when she will make the announcement. Why? That she's knocked up. Oh, knocked up and or married, like either or. I feel like the marriage could come first. And 
and it's not it's not even gonna be like um it's never gonna be like oh we get, like Janet Jackson her stupid ass we're like oh I'm married from two years ago ha ha to everyone no one cares Janet sorry we don't care anymore <laughs> we cared about MJ he died Jermaine and his face really bothered me I hate his face the bumps have you seen the bumps <laughs> the bumps on his face. It bothers me. I have to turn the TV. But you know, we all have the big screen TV now. So when I, it's like 3D. The bumps on his face is like 3D. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> oh, but um, but the but what I what I wanted to say about Iggy Azalea and Nikki, because that video mm-hmm. that you and Sean did, and you were, uh, I think Sean was wondering uh, if if Nikki likes her. And um, at first, because uh, this was either last year or two years ago, at first, mm-hmm. uh, Iggy said that she was a big fan of Nicki Minaj, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and Nicki kind of alluded that, oh, the powers that be, this is the girl that they're bringing forward to replace me. But she said, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going nowhere. And then, mm-hmm. for some reason, people went through Iggy's um, – they went through her Twitter, and they found old tweets she made about Nikki, and they were kind of insulting to Nikki. And Nikki said, oh, I knew that she was a fake B-I-T-C-H. She's oh. not going to win me. Nikki said, she's not going to win against me. And that will never a, work with her, ever. And, and, uh, and I think a couple of months ago, uh, I think MTV, MTV is so slick, but either MTV or VH1 asked Nikki about Iggy, and <laughs> Nikki can't hide her emotions at all. Nikki finally said, I don't have anything against her. Congratulations. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, okay. so there's going to be I the mean, battle of the rappers watch it's going to be it's going to go down well you know my Mm -hmm. thing is okay i'm not against non-black people being rappers not not at all totally but when you listen to iggy's music she's australian she doesn't rap with her accent she raps with this southern thing and then she's not actually rapping. She sounds more like either Kesha or Pitbull. So I kind of feel annoyed that she's in the rap category. She's pop. And I think Billboard. She's pop rap. Yeah, she's pop, right. Right. And I actually actually think she's, I I think she's sexy as hell. But there was was someone else. Who was? Icky. I think she's too hippie. There's something about her hips that are abnormally oh, large. Fake. Like they, they pump them up. Yes. Yeah, yes. they're fake. <laughs> but but my thing about Iggy is that there was someone else, um, a, a, a young black girl, Azealia Banks, who was coming up, but she didn't have any help. She came on the scene because somebody liked what she put on YouTube. And when it came time to represent female rappers, they didn't put that other girl on the cover. They put Iggy. And a lot of people said, why is she there? She's not a rapper. And when mm. the Azalea Banks said they put Iggy on the cover because she's white with a big butt, that's when male rappers who are already established kind of blackballed the young, the other girl 
who is trying to come into the game. <clears throat> and and to me, they're both both Iggy and that other girl, they're both kind of like they're super sexual, except the other one can actually rap. They've both said really stupid things, so why Iggy and not that other girl? And that's kind of what irritates me about Iggy. Like, I think she would be a, a, an amazing pop person, but the fact that she was obviously brought to the forefront to replace other people when she's really pop, it really bothers me. <laughs> but I can, I can already tell, if she isn't going to be great on her own, someone is making sure that she is great. Right. No, no. Listen, it, listen. it always turns out to, you know, who's the next, um, up and coming non-black rap. It, it will always come down to that. I promise you. And when it does come down to that, it's the battle of pop. It's more pop, like popularity. It just is. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's sad because it should always be about the talent. You know, and it, it seems to be a lot easier to rap nowadays. It never used to be, but it seems to be a lot easier lately, unfortunately. It's, 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 not, it's not rap anymore. It's like talking and cursing, and the videos are just booties popping everywhere. It's, it's not mm-hmm. rap anymore. And it's I, I don't it's, know what it is. <laughs> it's all about beat. But Young Hollywood, Lavender 11, I'm going to get out of here. Okay, I'm going to take a call. So I want to be fair to some people that have a personal question. Okay. All right. Okay. I hope you have some good sleep, Lavender. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, Tracy. You're on the line. Hi, Tracy. Hi, this is Crystal. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Crystal. Before you disappear, and you're not going to disappear. The thing is going to cut off in a minute. I just want to remind everyone to call in for their own personal readings at the store that I work out of, and that telephone number is 818-985-2010, 818-985-2010. I'm here from 11 to 7, Tuesdays through Saturdays, Pacific time. Join me on Twitter at Pop Culture Psychic. Um, follow me on YouTube, and feel free to join me on Facebook, Psychic Tracy Brown. Hi, Crystal. How are you? I am good. How are you? You sound good. You sound so good. Yeah, I feel better. I feel a lot better. You know Definitely. what? I have to tell you, there's a giddiness in your voice, and that's what I'm impressed with. You seem happy. Yeah, I mean... um, I I'm just looking forward to the future. I'm looking for what's what's in store. Really, I'm not I'm not long. I'm not gonna think about the past or even if I have. I know lately I didn't get to the point where I was sad. I just kind of like blew it off and just started thinking about something else. Mhm, mhm. Good girl. Okay, girl. Give me a question. Um, I just want to know where is my new job going because the manager he left or well, he's leaving, and so. He's already accepted another position. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's going to happen with me since I'm not actually just a contractor there or if there's something else in the works for me. Now, didn't you just take this new job or no? 
Um, about three months ago. Or, about yeah. three months ago. And you're feeling insecure right now? Unsecure, um, not insecure. Not insecure. Unsecure. Yeah, because like the manager hired me, he's going actually, he's um, actually leaving the state, but he's actually staying within the company, but he's not going to be within the department that I am at. But mm-hmm. I mean, um, I mean, I just want to know where is the, the actual, where is this going with this job here? Mhm. You know. Did I do a reading on you? And because it's, it's kind of making sense now, and I was like, double, double save your money. Yeah. 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 Remember, I was like, and you said, I'm already saving. And I was like, double it. <laughs> yeah. Eight, nine, ten. Could be the reason, you know, later on, then it makes sense why I'm like, save your money, save your money. Um, you certainly don't want to lose your job, right? But the potential right. is, but the potential is high. So with that being said, it's not going to happen right away. But with that being said, if this manager goes, you're compromised. I'm still confused by that. No, I'm not compromised. I always want to know where where is it going for me because when I got when I got hired, they were like they're looking for someone you know permanent, but they have to go through the whole contracting. I was okay with that, but you know. I they, see. So you're a contractor right now, but you want to be permanent. Well, yeah, because I don't want to. I don't want to lose my job. But I mean, there's another job out there for me. Hey, that's good. But you know, as of right now, I must. I have to keep a a paycheck. You know. Absolutely, but I'm so confused as to why this makes sense that your manager is leaving. What's the correlation to you? Because well, he's the because one that promised you the permanent job. Well, yeah, well, he, it, it, it was in his department, and, you know, it's, he was the one that hired me, and so he's the one that sees my work ethic. So if we get a new manager in, there's like, okay, so I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what about I me? I get it. You know, I get it. Okay. So the first, in or don't. Right. <laughs> first thing I don't want you to do is begin that worry. Listen, Crystal, don't begin that worry no. because energetically you'll, you'll bring out the negative aspects of the right. transition for your boss. So don't begin that worry. The five of pentacles tells me that you're worried. I'm, I'm more concerned, which isn't a bad card, I'm more concerned about the three of swords showing up, um, which means, you know, it's heartfelt pain. But it is falling in my number four position. Um, and it could be related to your last job, which I felt like was very painful for you. So I'm going to uh-huh. place it with your last job. I'm not really getting that you're going to get compromised. I think it's going to be a matter of time to see what they decide to do with everyone. How many people in your department? So just a handful. I think the actual people that actually work with is like three other people, and then there's like a manager and then his boss, and then there's the director. You know, the director's over. I don't know under over. I don't know how many people he's over, but pretty much it's a small department. Okay. Pretty much just you know. Three or four, five. Okay, you know, I'm I'm getting that as a company, they're going to just assess <clears throat> your department. I don't see you being compromised. Okay, you know, I mm-hmm. I also get that there is still given some time, given some time, which may not show up for um, four, eight, twelve, sixteen for four months. 
um, the potential by you doing, like, just the best job that you can do, and I get that you're really, really good at your job, I feel like the company could make you a part of their family. I really do. Um, as You know, I get that you pay close attention to detail and you want, you want to be able to grow with the company slow and steady. Your first objective, if possible, is to become permanent, and then from that point on, um, you're going to be satisfied with that. But I also get that you want some growth even within the company after you become permanent. There's a possibility for growth for that too. The bottom line okay. is take away the negative energy. Take it away okay. because I see the potential of you maturating, you know, a position in this company, but because of your good work ethic, accident that they'll take you on. Okay. It's not it's not luck. Oh my God, I you know, I pulled the lottery and I was the one that chosen. No, it's like I do really good work. So if there's a need for reassessment, they'll figure that out. Just have no fear because you think the manager that hired you is the one that promised you, which means now it could go out the door with him. No, that's yeah. not the case at all. Not the case at all. The manager okay. is doing whatever he needs to do to, you know, invest in his personal life. That's all there is to it. You're still okay. Okay, and what about the type of um, the type of work in the future that I would be doing? Because what I'm doing now isn't very challenging for me. It's actually kind of boring for me. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. What do you see work-wise, or do you see potential well, of it, opportunity somewhere? Yes, and that was the last thing that I said. I didn't realize that it wasn't challenging to you, but I see growth within the company. It's slow and steady, so... What could happen is that you could come on first as a permanent employee and you might have to stay in this position probably for a few months, maybe a little bit longer than you want, and then there's growth for you. Okay. So stick it out is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm just kind of just bored with what I'm doing. It's just like the same boring thing, like, okay, I'm just ready for some something more challenging, something more technical. Here's the thing. There's growth there. And what I would suggest instead, I would suggest pick up a hobby that you can enjoy, literally pick up a hobby. You want to learn tarot cards? Pick that up because time is, is it's, it's more about time than anything. And you can't, like, jump thoughts it. Like, you have to wait until they stay. And you can suggest, you can be like, whenever you're ready, I would love to, con- you know, love for you to consider, you know, promotions or this type of job if there's an opening. They'll remember it, but time, it's more about timing than anything. Okay. So occupy, keep your job, occupy yourself. Um, and I, I respect the fact that it feels boring to you, but in the end, it could work out. But in the meantime, pick up a hobby mm-hmm. so that you can, you know, fill that space and that void, create a, you know, void. Mm-hmm. But the potential for you to maturate into another position is very high. Okay, because I'm just... But again, not on, like I was telling another client earlier, not on your time frame. 
Mm-hmm. So patience, okay. that's the temperance card. The temperance card is very, very clear. Patience is of the essence. And then also the seven of pentacles means the same thing, patience, because it's slow and steady growth. So it's a good thing, but you're young. Somebody 60 or 50 would have been like, I'll take the job. I'm good. But you're young, so you have more vibrancy about it. You're going to be able to show that when the time comes. Okay, and so is it, 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 this new position is going to be more technical than what I'm doing now? Because now, I mean, I have a technical background, you know, so I'm not doing mm-hmm. anything right now with this job. Um, technical, I do have a technical technical card, and Seven of Pentacles is not one of my favorite cards for technical, but I, I'm going to say close attention to detail, which it's uh, probably technical, but with, like you really, really need a keen eye, like a sharp eye, which is why you probably get chosen. Okay. All right. What okay. about, uh, what was that? Mm-hmm. What was that, the last part? I don't know. You're trying to say, what oh. did I say? Hey, you were, you were going to say something. No. Oh, okay. No. Oh. Yeah, I, I think I was going to say something, but I forgot what I was going to say, so I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um, what about living situation? Living? Yes, my living situation. I want to move. Okay, hold on a second. Don't say any more. Um, don't say any more. Hold on. Um, stay close, Crystal. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, do you have to move right now? Nope. I want to move. Mm. Oh, it's two different things. Do you have to move? Well, I don't want, you know, I, someone broke into my car. So what? that doesn't, someone broke into my car twice where I'm living at. So I don't particularly like that. Oh. Um, okay. I get the number two. So if you're going to move, hmm. It's a little confusing as to whether or not you should move. Um, Because I get you should stay put, and I get you should stay put until summer ends. Summer's end. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, October. Because I don't want to sign a release. Okay. Um, can you go month to month? I can. When's your lease up? In July? Yes. Okay. Um, listen, I get, listen, oh, dear, this is a bad call because I don't want to tell you not to move and people are breaking into your car. Like, that sounds crazy to me. Um, it, I think what I'm getting more than anything, maybe it's not about not moving. It's about making sure that 
all the components in moving are good and correct for you, which means don't pay higher rent. You should maintain the level of rent that you're paying right now if you can. Okay. And and take your time. Take your time. Do not, even though your lease is up in July, you could rush into a place that actually could be a worse place is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Check the reviews, you know, in any particular complex, check the reviews. But I get that, it's, you know, you could look, but take your time. You know, talk to your neighbors. I take, I just get take your time. So it's not about moving because you have the money to move. It's about making sure that you, all the components are correct in the next place, pretty in the next place, and it's like not really. Okay. All right, honey, I better get up out of here. I'm going to take my last caller. All righty. Will you take care? I'll talk to you on Facebook. Okay. Okay, honey, take it easy. Bye, Crystal. Bye-bye. Hi, 253, you're on the line. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know you were going to take my call. I'm very very happy and excited. <laughs> you were the last okay. one in queue. I didn't have the heart to turn you away. What's your name? Uh, hi, my name's Holly from Seattle, and I always listen to you on YouTube. Oh, thank you. I, I follow you on YouTube. You. And your name is oh. Holly? Yeah, Holly. I'm up here in Seattle. Okay. Holly, what's your question? Well, um, is my man cheating on me? <laughs> Oh yeah, it's really like it's really rocky right now, I and mean, he's been pretty awful the past two days. Mhm. Hold on. I think you were the best person to ask because I could be straight up with you. Yeah, and I'm neutral. I don't know you. I don't know your man. And yeah. I'm just gonna uh, tell you exactly what the cost tell me. <laughs> yeah. What the cost tell me. Hold on a second. It's not these cards. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and one. Make it good. It's a man cheating. How long have you been with him? Seven years, but I've left him three times. I'm like, you know, okay. I know I shouldn't. He's cheated know. in the past. Let's be clear. He's cheated in the past. Have you had issues in the past with him? Well, I never really caught him, so I don't really know. Have you had a feeling that he's cheated in the past? Mm. No, unless I'm just dumb. (laughs) No, 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 I don't think you're dumb. No, don't say that. Um, I think you don't, okay, I think you don't have faith in a relationship. Yeah. I think you spend the whole time thinking he's cheating on me. Uh, He's just mean. Mostly the problem is he's mean. Mhm. The way I think he's mean because you let him be mean to you, not because it's just one of those things. He's just used to it. He may not even oh. realize how mean he is to you. He's gonna be like, "This is just me. It's me. I don't know what you're talking about. It's me. It's not what I do." Yeah. You know. Um. I don't think that's against you personally. I think he thinks that's who he is. I, yeah, I don't think yeah. it's okay. 
Yeah, I don't think no. it's okay. I just think it's him. Um, you don't have faith in a relationship. You want to begin a family or you have a family already or you want to be able to start a family with him. Any children yet? No, I'm older. Um, I can't have kids, but he has five. And um, um, we, have, we have custody of the three youngest. Okay, so there is children um, in the vicinity. Yeah, stepmom. I'm stepmom. Okay. Okay. Um, listen. If anything were to happen where the two of you break up, the children will be devastated. Sometimes I get the sense oh, no. that you want to walk away. Sometimes I get like sometimes I get the sense that you want to walk away or you know, maybe the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Um I got to tell you, I'm getting a consistent theme today. And once again, the temperance card shows up even for you. It's very consistent today. Same card keeps showing up. So that's the theme for everyone, temperance, the angel of time. Um, it's, it's not about him cheating. It really no. isn't. It is about you redirecting, you know, who you are and how you show up for him and how you decide that, anymore. Not in a way where you leave him, but where you say, uh, yeah, talking to me that way is not going to work today. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I um, wrote a little short letter right, right today and just put it on his pillow. Just a short thing. Yeah. It's just not okay. Not okay really short. Like really short. Don't yeah. make a crazy long letter about all the no, things that are bothering you. Really, really short, call it a day. I don't see you guys breaking up. I don't see him cheating today. I just don't see it. I see where you think it is there. Yeah. You know, I see that there may have been potential for cheating in the past, but since you don't know about it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Today, there's not another woman in this picture. Understand that today. So. Here's what I want to make very, very clear, because a lot of women do this. They won't make decisions unless they think their man is cheating or if there's another woman in the picture. It's not about that here. It is about how you treat him, he treats you, what you're willing to put up with, and how you're going to nip this in the butt. Work on that, then worry about whether or not he's cheating. I'm not getting him cheating. Okay. And then just my mother is an issue in our relationship? You see her, like, Oh, God, get your mother out of the relationship. I try, and he won't. He says because the kids are attached to her that it wouldn't be fair to the kids. Wait, the kid's mother? The kid's mother or his mother? My mother. Their step-grandma, their fake grandma, you know. Step-grandma, your mother is in the middle of your relationship? Yeah, not in a sexual way, just in a... Oh, no, God, no, I didn't think that way. No, no. Oh, God. You're going to make me throw up in a minute. I know. No, 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 no. She talks shit about me to my husband. So if we get a fight, yeah, her and him, like, gang up on me. I I haven't spoken to my mother in two years because of all this. She turns on you. No, I I totally get it. I've been there, done that. I had a mom. God bless her. She's passed over. But, oh, God, did she try to get in the middle about my relationship? And I had yeah. to say to her, you know, I'm like, stop. <laughs> I was like, stop. But basically, I, I, I had to get him to stop. It wasn't really about her, but I did have to have a conversation with her. 
and once I had the conversation with her, it did stop. It did stop. So I respect what you're going through. Is, is your mom a little bit jealous of you? Just a little bit? Yeah. She's trying yeah. to take my life over. It's just bizarre. She wants your life. Yeah. She wants your life. She wants your man. Um, not in a way that it's not sexual. But yeah. she's kind of like saying to herself, oh, if I would have had him, this would have turned out much better. Not that she wants your man, but it's a psychological yeah. imbalance of replacing herself with you. Yes. Yeah, I it's get just it. bizarre. Yeah. But when is she going to freaking disappear? <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I'm going to say you know, never. I, oh, my God. I, I'm going to say never. I'm going to say, you know, your relationship with her is dysfunctional, and she's not going to own the dysfunction. So there's no change coming because she's not, she doesn't want to see it. You know, you could scream until you're blue in the face. It's just not going to happen. She's very stubborn, very, very stubborn. She does think she's better than you, and she acts crazy. She acts like she hasn't done anything wrong. Financially, yeah. I think there's something about finances that you know being pulled into this. Um, she, yeah, she has he, too much she detail. gives him money. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. She has too, it doesn't surprise me that she gives yeah. him money because that's a controlling yeah. factor. It's a controlling factor. But also, she uh, she has way too much detail. She saves information for later on. She's horrible. Once again, I get the temperance card. She just changes the the, the ten, once again, I get the temperance card. This has been going on with everybody, and I pull the card on you twice, and twice you got the temperance card. Nothing's going to change for like 10, 15 years. It's not going to happen. You yeah. going to live that long? Oh, oh God. I don't, I'm not looking to see Sorry. if she dies. Oh, God. How, how I know. Boy, it's like that. Like, if she died, I would not cry. You know what I mean? I'd be like, see ya. Oh, honey. Oh, my God. She's evil. Okay. She's evil. How old is she? 70. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. I, I want you to look up. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look up the series on a YouTube called Abraham Hicks. All right? Mm-hmm. And I want you to listen to these series. Just pick one and listen. Pick a topic. Look at look on YouTube, and if it resonates, like, oh, okay, I could consider this one, listen to it. Because I want your spirit to pull away from this much hatred for your mother. Trust yeah, me. It's so it's unhealthy. I know. How can she do this to her own daughter? I just can't take it anymore. It's just it's evil. It's wrong. It's bizarre. It's cold. It's just she's an evil. I just can't believe this is happening to me. It's just not fair. I'm sorry. I'm crying. No, it's okay. I understand. Listen, I didn't have the best mom either, but at some point I figured out I couldn't blame her anymore. She couldn't be any better than what than the way she showed up for me. And I went through hell. And I just, at some point, I refused to be mad at her. But it didn't make me healthy. And the yeah. only way I can help 
offer anything up for you to change your spirit inside of you against so much anger and so much hatred with your mother, I can only offer up the Abraham Hicks YouTube tapes and use that as a tool to direct the energy away from your mom. And then you can receive something at the same time that could raise your vibration until you're at the level of, I don't care. I'm so healthy. She can't touch me anymore. Energetically, intellectually, physically, she can't touch me anymore. And once you raise your vibration to that power, she's going to feel it. She's going to try harder, but when she does try harder, you're going to have the tools necessary to stay healthy, and then she'll begin to diminish her energy. But what I don't want for you is for her to die with you hating her that much. It's bad for you, and that's the only person I'm caring about. You're the one they called in, not your mom. Yeah. So... Do me a favor. It's going to make sense later on. Check mm-hmm. out Abraham Hicks on YouTube. Listen to a tape. And what I have to do with Abraham Hicks, sometimes I take one tape and I just listen to it over and over and over again before I move on to the next one. Once you practice this, then call me back and let me know if anything has begun to change inside of you. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm sorry I on you. All right, Holly, get going. My heart goes out to you. Trust me, I've been in your shoes. Trust me. I I promise you, I promise to God, I've been in your shoes. And it was one of the hardest things to forgive my mother. One of the hardest things for me to do. Yeah. But the one thing I can tell you is that in the process of forgiving, I look younger, I feel younger, I've been happy. And I didn't wait until she died to forgive her. I forgave her in my early 20s, my early 20s, and I just kept it moving. Nothing she could do could could hurt me. And she tried with my relationship. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I know what you're going through, honey. I pro- I've been there. Sometimes, sometimes I wondered why God would, you know, have me go through such rough periods, yeah. and then I get I someone like you on the phone. Yeah. yeah, but then I get someone like you on the phone, and I can relate to you. I've been there. You know, I used to have my um, my mom ask my ex-husband for money, and it was a lot. Like, she would just kept asking him, and they had this little secret between them. And then, yeah, it's a secret. Yeah, it's a secret, right. And then my ex-husband got mad at me one day, and he blows up at me, and he's tells me, and you better have your mother stop asking me for money. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, we're arguing about, like, chocolate cake. How did my mom get into this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was at one of those points I was like, yeah, this got to stop. You know, you don't have a relationship with my husband. You know, I have to say that to my mother. That's weird. It's very it uncomfortable. Is weird. <laughs> it's very I told her, you know, I told her get the ass out of my life, and she just won't. Well, listen, her energy is her energy. The way I look at the cause, I think you're right. She just won't. That's why you have to work on you. And wishing her dead is not the answer. Making yourself strong strong from your inner core so that what she does can't hurt you anymore 
she'll begin to feel that. First, she'll feel it by trying harder to get back at you with how dare you be better than her. How dare you? I'll show you. And once, but you, if you listen to some of these tapes, you'll have the inner strength to hold on um, to some of the combativeness that could come at you. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, it's like sand. She won't be able to come after you. Yeah. And I have your telephone number. I'm also going to text you a book. It's one of my favorite books. I don't know if you're going to have the okay. time to read it. But if you could read it, it could, you know, change your life. And for everyone else that's listening, because I get a lot of people that archive, it is one of my favorite books. Yeah. I told everyone on Twitter about it. Oh, by the way, join me on Twitter. And it's called Embrace okay. by the Light by Betty Edie. It's a book that changed my life. And what you're going through if yeah. you read the book, you will truly understand how to forgive your mother just based upon this book because the book gives you tools to understand why people show up the way that they show up. And it's not about forgiveness. It's about looking at someone and knowing that this is their path and you have to continue to let them go on their path. Not that they're allowed to annihilate you, but having some true understanding of what's going on and how to handle that because they don't know any better is huge. And that's what the yeah. book could provide for you. Oh, my girl. I'll text it to you, okay? okay. Thank you. Thank Have you. a great day. You're welcome, honey. You're welcome. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye, honey. All right, Psychic America. Thank you, everyone, for staying on. I'm so grateful. I wound up doing two hours and a half. Oh, God. And 45 minutes to two hours and a half. Crazy. But you know what? I love what I do. It's so much fun to me. So I want to be able to say thank you, everyone. Thank you, Malcolm, um, for your segment. Thank you, uh, Malcolm, the Ordinary Sports Guy. Thank you, Lavender 11, um, Young Hollywood. Thank you for your segment as well. And thank you for everyone that stayed online um, and wanted to get their um, free reading. Join me. Twitter people, I love Twitter at Pop Culture Psychic. Psychic is spelled P S Y C K. All right, thank you and have a good day. Bye. I'm exhausted. <laughs>